Petri Dish is a product of Petri Dish Media, all rights reserved. Petri Dish is a science comedy podcast and should not be used as medical advice. Do not get medical advice from a podcast. And therefore, as a free man, I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein Science! Science! Yes. I know the human being and science can coexist peacefully. This was now finest. Hey guys, I'm Nathan. Wow, I'm Sean. And this is Petri Dish. Oh my god. Alright, so um Sean, you know, everyone was really worried about you. Apparently I was wrong about what happened to you. Um, yeah. Why don't you tell the people what's yeah. been going on? So you said embolism several times, yeah. but I don't have an embolism. because I was genuinely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I have deep vein thrombosis. Uh, that sounds crazier. As a complication of knee surgery. Damn. Okay, and uh, deep vein thrombosis is where you have a blood clot going on in one of the kind of deeper veins, typically inside of your leg. Jeez. And it's a lot usually of that... fatal, right? <laughs> oh, no. Like... You wasn't, didn't you tell me there was an 84% chance that it was asymptomatic and you would just die? Uh, no, I think it's that there's a 73% chance if you have a DVT from this kind of surgery. Right. There's a 73% chance you won't notice it until you get a pulmonary embolism. Right. Which is the sort of like, that's the next tier of what can happen, uh, right? But then there's a 52% chance that you get a DDMT, right, in your eye. <laughs> I and mean, that's really bad. Wow. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Well, it's between that or the 22% chance of an XMZY4. That's one of Elon Musk's kids. Why are you doing this? So you gotta watch out. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Suffice it to say <laughs> that at the end of the day... Um, I'm not it, dead. It was all psychosomatic. No. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> no. I'm on blood thinners. Because deep vein thrombosis kind of sounds like a dwarf thing to me. I don't know. Like, are like, you being racist against dwarves? No, not like human dwarfs, <laughs> like fantasy dwarfs. Oh, because there's like a deep vein of like gold or something. Of thrombosis. Like that. And they're, they're going <laughs> you know? the, like, the, the mithril. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then the, the vein collapses yeah. or something and it thromboses and then, yeah. No, I, it's not that complicated. It's just, I, thrombosis sounds like a thing you mine. It's like it's like another type of mithril or it's like the Kazalad name for mithril. So that's great. Uh, if you guys are getting a vibe... That things are a little bit stupider here on Petri Dish today. No. It's because we're seated. Oh. <laughs> and so we don't have the same true. energy that we normally do. I don't know. I feel pretty good, man. No, we this gotta... is like This is like Petri Dish a la Steely Dan. It's like a relaxing episode. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. In any case, the topic of this episode is not DVTs yeah. or my knee surgery. Or DDMTs. It is part two. Of our discussion about the Triassic period. Right. You guys may uh, not remember, <laughs> but we've been talking through ancient times. I'm talking pre-biblical, right? Yeah. Yeah, like quite a bit. Yeah. You know, uh, before God. It's got to be, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if all the math checks out. <laughs> it's weird to think that God's only 6,000 years old on a 4.6 billion year old planet. He's kind of young. Yeah, all yeah. Considered. He's new. <laughs> Um, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, so, so we talked about the Jurassic period and the great dying before that, and where we left off, we had talked about all sorts of nifty plants, the flora 
of the Jurassic period. Yeah. Um, kind of building up towards the hot shit, the animals. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about those sexy land animals. You know, I think a lot of people, like, their relationship to dinosaurs is mostly through movies, you know, right? Like Jurassic Park and Jurassic World and it's, Jurassic <laughs> 3. It's difficult to have a relationship with dinosaurs through, like, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dating. You know, coffee meets bagel. <laughs> you know, you don't match dinosaurs that often. <laughs> right. Um, but there's actually all sorts of other shit. In fact, this is, like, not really the time of dinosaurs at all, right? So the Triassic is when dinosaurs kind of begin moving up in the world, but they haven't reached sort of that peak. We're the yeah. top predators. Right. We're the big megafauna that, like, are eating up all of the right. uh, trees of just, shit. They're kind of just fauna at this point. Yeah, they're, like, not they're that like, much bigger than yeah. an elephant or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of them were considerably smaller and much more, like, dog-sized. But right. there are a lot of other Some animals elephants around. are dog-sized. You know, okay, okay. like like baby ones. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. some but dogs a big dog. are pretty big. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like an Irish wolfhound. Whoa. Yeah. Anyway. So look, yeah. there's other kinds of animals around. So as we had mentioned in the Great Dying episode, uh, not were, everything really died. Right. Not everything died, and there were things that we could probably kind of recognize even at that time point. Yeah. Before the Triassic, things like spiders, scorpions, millipedes, centipedes. Right. All those shit were around before the Great Dying, and they were around after the Great Dying, too. So why do those things always survive dyings? You know, I can feel people always say in a nuclear war, cockroaches would just be, like, fine. Like, what's the deal with bugs? Yeah, I think that there's, like, a, there's a certain level of the food chain that actually does relatively consistently well. Yeah. Like, things that feed off of stuff that can kind of rot a little bit. Okay. Because even if there is a big dying off, there's typically going to be carcasses. A lot, of, a lot of big rotting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great rotting is right after the great dying. Yeah, so I think that those things can kind of typically do fairly well for a yeah, while. Yeah, but what do they eat, like, in two weeks? It, it'll take a little bit. To rot all that stuff? Yeah. Okay, what do they do in a year, though, right? Because this time well, span like, between great dyings and not dyings is like a <laughs> million years or something, right? More than that. It's like a yeah, well, so, years. So, I mean, I, I think maybe an important point about large-scale extinction events is that it's not typically that everything dies in a year right that's what's going to make nuclear war like next week a kind of interesting scientific study (laughs) for whoever's observing it (laughs) yes the first time ever we killed everything all at once yeah yeah yeah. Um, let's see how the cockroaches do then so Yeah. yeah you know typically things will be dying off and going extinct over thousands tens of thousands even hundreds of thousands of years and it's talking about just like the kind of, you know, in our time scale, what would look like very slow collapse of ecosystems. Right. And the loss of life, right? In the geologic scale, it looks like this very punctuated sort of thing where a bunch of species were lost. Right. But that's geologic. Yeah. 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 And from a person's like rocks, perspective. From a rock's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not that bright. Yeah. So time it- is a flat rock. That's what they'd say. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, there were some newcomer critters, bugs, at this time period. Families of beetles and grasshoppers. 
And then, as we were going into the Great Dying, yeah. there were several groups of tetrapods that had moved onto land. Yeah. Okay? Like, before that big extinction event. And one of those groups of tetrapods were amphibians. Yeah. Lysophibians. Yeah. Lysophibians, which were basically the ancestors to modern amphibians. They looked kind of like giant weirdo salamanders. Right. Like really big, and they got like these big funky heads. That and makes they hung sense. Out nearby fresh water. You always feel like salamanders must be just like shittier frogs, because they can't like jump. You oh, know, yeah. like like yeah, they kind of just like sl- yeah, they kind of walk, walk around. Yeah. You know, whereas frogs just seem more evolved to me, because they like leap between things. You know, it looks like they're trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salamanders. I've never gotten a vibe that a salamander like wants to live. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just seem like they're just going with whatever's going on. Right. And sure enough, <laughs> these guys look like salamanders. Yeah. Uh, but I see in the notes they had things like armored plates and stuff like that and adamantine. and you know, Yeah. All so a lot of these ancient amphibians had things that we don't normally associate with frogs and salamanders. They had claws and like armored bony plates, kind of like we would think about with like ankylosaurus or some kind of dinosaur that had like cool like plate shit going on, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? And it would make them, if you were just looking at them, maybe easy to mistake for reptiles or right. even dinosaurs. But nope. Nope. They're amphibians. So if they've like, if fossil records are just like whatever, stone and shit. Okay. How do we know they're like amphibians? Like can't uh, like do genetic tests, right? Right. It's not from genetic tests. It's from body plans, basically. Like how their bodies are shaped and organized yeah. together. Can't yeah. they just be like a fucked up lizard though? Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, isn't a lizard and a salamander kind of similar looking? There are certain, uh, like, ways that jaws are constructed, certain ways that joints are set up that, like, are separated by many millions of years of kind of evolution down certain paths. Okay. And so that's basically the main way that we tell if things kind of have different... So based on their joints. Yeah. We got some early amphibians. Yeah. Cool. And then... We also had some of the other tetrapods, our ancestors, the amniotes. Right. And within those amniotes, there are two major groups. Right. Irish and Korean. Why would those be the groups? <laughs> what yeah, the fuck you said, are you he said ancestor about? to me. <laughs> well, are we part Irish? I mean, we're whitish, right? <laughs> well, we got white Do they even like, have. Well, it's not like Irish our... is the only kind of white. It's like the main one, though. For America, know. right? I thought the Watsons were like German or something. Yeah, I think that's what they tell each other. Right. They probably developed that mythology. <laughs> They're probably Irish people who, right, in 1939, like, oh, German's better. Or <laughs> 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 German. <laughs> Change the name to Wachowskis. <laughs> and then, I guess it's Polish. Uh, <laughs> man. But then, like, 1940, and they're like, oh, right, right back to Watson. Oh, that's not so good. <laughs> they were the Watsons <laughs> before 1939. So, look. Yeah. In Amniotes, two major groups, the Synapsids and the Seropsids. Okay. Okay, so let's take a break, and when we get back, let's talk about the synapsids. Hey folks, studies have shown 93% of grandchildren are self-centered little shits that can't be bothered to send so much as a text to their doting grandma or grandpa. Yes, dear listener, I'm talking about you and me. We are all those shitty grandkids. Well... If you feel any semblance of guilt or propriety, sign up for With Love, a service that periodically sends your grandparents letters, flowers, and little tchotchkes in your name. Finally, 
Rest easy at night knowing the most basic of familial obligations have been met. Reclaim your spot as the favorite grandchild with With Love. Okay, so the synapsids, yep. that sounds like synapse. And mammals, that's how they communicate, right? Is by firing synapses, right? So that's probably mammals. Wow. And saurus is like dinosaur. Yeah. Well, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. So synapsids must be mammals and sauropsipsids must be uh, reptiles. Right? Like lots So, sadly, you are correct that that's the way that that breaks down. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, I mean, well, my question to you, then, is how did dinosaurs think if their neurons the, didn't have synapses? They had synapses. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like... <laughs> the synapsid versus seropsid has to do with the holes in the skull and, like, where you, they're organized. You want... No holes in either. <laughs> it's, you gotta have some that's holes. Their, that's, that's their first you mistake. You gotta have some skull that's holes. That's true. We got better at it, though. Yeah. Um, so, look. All of those groups, the synapsids and the sauropsids, they took heavy hits during the Great Dying, but ultimately they did make it through. Of the synapsids, which, like Nathan said, they were our ancestors. They gave rise to mammals eventually. There were groups within synapsids called, like, cynodonts, dicynodonts. And they were pretty successful in the Triassic period. And in fact, in the early Triassic period, there was a group of dicynodonts called uh, Lystrosaurus. And they were everywhere. Like, they were the most abundant tetrapod so on land. We're talking synapsids. We're calling them sauruses? Yeah, so... That's in, confusing. In that early time period, a lot of them look kind of like lizard dogs. Right. Like weirdo bulldogs that you kind of mixed with some kind of lizard. Right. I mean, I get that. It's kind of like how, you know, a lot of guys kind of look metro, even though they're like from different backgrounds or different places. Like they all move to the same college or something and they all kind of get a little metro, you know. A little metro? Yeah, like metrosexual. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll cut it. <laughs> no objections. <laughs> no, true. Well, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that, like, looking like a lizard was the zeitgeist. So mammals were jealous of dinosaurs for looking so cool. And they were like, I want to look like that, Dad. You know? And he's uh, like, you're a dog. And he's like, I'm a lizard dog. <laughs> you know? I'm like, a lizard. I'm a diamond dog. Like uh, David Bowie, right? Just like so, good kids. So what it's more like is that like. Uh, <laughs> what is it more like? Is that we had not been that long since we had a shared ancestor. Right. And so we all kind of looked somewhat similar to each other right. at this point. And we hadn't quite gone through really extensive diversification yet, which right. we would get to. Right. But kind of like Koreans and Korean Americans. They still <laughs> mostly look alike. Yeah. I remember when I went to uh, college. I went to college at Korea University for for a summer. <laughs> okay. And um I remember it was like night and day, Korean Americans versus Koreans when it came to ladies. Cuz uh -huh. Korean ladies went to college like in heels. Yeah. In like light white lace dresses and Korean American chicks looked like they had just woken up outside of Roy Choi's taco truck, right? Like they yeah. just like sloshed into class in yeah. like um in like their pajamas. That's how it should be. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. Yeah, you like, got to be comfortable. Yeah, it's a not not no judgment there. It's just it was interesting because they really you could tell from their faces and eyes that they used to be the same species, mm. but you know, had through geographic diversification 
had kind of uh, diverged evolutionarily. That's great. So, Lystrosaurus, <laughs> uh, they, they were about the size of a dog or a pig. Yeah. They looked like weirdo bulldogs, and they were, like, fucking everywhere. So when we look in the fossil records of this time period, you find them just, like, all over the place in a bunch of them. So definitely, they were, like, a very, very popular herbivore, despite the fact that they These are had, herbivores. They had two teeth, which were tusk-like canines. Yeah. Um, but they had a beak for eating plants. Well, yeah, I mean, the tusks aren't really for hunting. They're for fucking, usually, right? I mean, tusks, like, sexual selection. They probably just sure. fought dudes. Sure. Like, dudes fought yes. dudes. Most likely that's what they were I just for. saw West Side Story, and um, and I learned a lot, you know, yeah. from se- about sexual selection. Oh, yeah. Because, like, jazz fighting is not the most efficient way to fight. Not even close. But it's sexual. Sure, right? it's very virile. Yeah, 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 because you're proving who, who can... Who could dance the best, yeah, too. Yeah, like sachet the best. Yeah, yeah. Very beautiful. Yeah, that's like tusks. It's exactly like tusks. Yeah, Ansel Egort has a big tusk. So these Lysosaurus yeah. would have been popular snacks for basically any medium to large-sized carnivore. That's a but, sad way at this turn, huh? But early in the Triassic period, a lot of those bigger carnivores had been devastated during the Great Dying. Yeah. So Lysosaurus really got to explode out their population for a while. Not for long. <laughs> no, the, they Because they're going to get eat. Yes. They're too delicious. Way too delicious. Yeah. Cynodonts, the mammalian ancestors, gradually got smaller and smaller until they gave rise to species like uh, Morganocodons, which were shrew-like animals that were the first-ish mammals and because they had evolved the suckling jaw. Right. To be able to suckle on them nipples. It's still one of the main things that makes a mammal. Yeah. I mean, actually. Yeah. I, I said that to be silly, but in retrospect, like, getting milk... Is like from that They Might Be Giant song. It's like a pretty big one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like actually. And in fact, it, it's the kind of thing that all mammals had. And right, because before that, they just secreted a little bit of milk like platypi, right? Yeah, so I think what happened was platypuses lost their nipple slash suckling ability. Right. So actually, all mammals had that ability. Platypuses, because of evolutionary changes to their beak right. to get better at doing their underwater shit. Right. Their jaw changed, right. and then they couldn't suckle anymore. But they secrete milk, right? Yeah. They so do. that's what it was like, like with early synapsids. But then we developed a suckling mechanic. No, I, I think it's. I think that basically what probably happened with early synapsids, yeah, is kind of like it is with lizards and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Which is to say that no there's milk. no milk at first, ah. right? But then. After the advent of suckling yeah. and milk to help with rearing the kids and giving them nutrition, right. that developed, and then platypuses lost it again. Right. You know, I think I think the reason I'm getting my order wrong is is these are not mammals; they're the predecessors of mammals. So I'm holding them to some milky standard yeah. that like yeah. that they don't have to abide. It's the milky standard. Right. 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 <laughs> That's a good um, point. I think you know. I feel like we've gotten a little in the weeds here. I think the big thing is that mammals look like shrews. Yeah, the, right. The, they're yes. like little bitches. Yes, but by the end of the Triassic, the first mammals were on Earth. Okay, right. So that mammals came into existence during the Triassic. They were small, shrew-like, nocturnal, because the other group of amniotes, the sauropsids, yeah, won the big, scary carnivore niche. War, yeah. Okay. And so any mammals that were bigger than a shrew would have gotten the shit yeah. eaten out of them. Right. Yeah, because you can imagine, I mean, like, sauropsids, they probably also had big feathers, right? Sure, they have feathers. So they got this big-ass, pretty feathered thing coming at you, trying to eat you up. Yep. Yeah, just be a shrew. I, I Stay agree. small. I would be a shrew. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's take a break, and when we get back, let's talk about those sauropsids 
which are the things that would give rise to the dinosaurs. The following is an actual advertisement. Hi, my name is Irfan with Texas A&M AgriLife Extension. And I'm Vikram with Texas Tech University. And we are the Jolly Green Scientists, bringing you information from scientific literature and popular science articles related to the green industry straight into your eardomes. Each week, we'll take one or two papers that we found interesting and shared with each other, and we'll discuss them uh, in terms that anyone can understand. And even though we'll do it every week, we're only going to share it with you bi-weekly. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, again, we got synopsids and seropsids. Really, it's shrew versus dinosaur. Right. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So basically, the sauropsids had several subgroups that evolved during the Triassic, like the uh, Leptidosaurans, which are the ancestors of snakes and modern lizards. Testudines, which were the tortoises and turtles, also arose during the Triassic, as did the ancestors of the modern Tuatara. Right. So all of those kind of groups, they had begun diversifying during the Triassic. So like during the Jurassic, the next period... Like, dinosaurs and reptiles were two different categories. Oh, yeah. Like, reptiles did exist. But they they ain't dinosaurs. Well, you mean like lizards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, right. So, right, right, right. Yeah, in a broad sense, they were all reptiles, but like, lizards and turtles and fucking crocodiles and all that shit, by the time the Jurassic's rolled around, those are all already separate things. Interesting. Right? So they did not come out of dinosaurs. Yeah. You know? So, uh, you know, everyone always says that dinosaurs are birds and stuff like that. Are birds the direct descendant of dinosaurs? Yes. Okay, they are. Okay. Yes. So so Damn. birds are actually a direct descendant of a dinosaur. Oh, whereas, like, a, like Adam. Yeah, yeah. There was a dinosaur Adam. It must have been so sad. He's just crying alone. Wife just died. <laughs> He's like, I am the last bird. <laughs> he doesn't even know, dude. Great nations will spring from his loins. Bird nations, yeah. Yeah, bird okay. nations. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a great cartoon. He'll just see like... Like the sky, like thunder will will crackle, lightning, lightning will crackle, uh-huh. and he'll see in the in the heavens of magenta, just like whole future birds, yeah, and like canaries, and and like what we do is we'll cut together just like shots from Attenborough stuff, or like birds fighting, like the really silly like cockatoos or whatever, yeah, the, yeah, the cockatoos, yeah, and fucking ostriches, and then we'll have like a god voice be like. Look at all the bird nations that will be sired from your bird loins. It's like, what are these? Like, they are birds. (laughs) You will be father to them all, Adam. (laughs) Adam, father of birds. You're very excited about this. (laughs) So You just draw it like Rick and Morty. So, the the category that uh, eventually gave rise to things like dinosaurs were the archosaurs. And they first evolved at the tail end of the Permian a little bit before the Great Dying. But they basically oh, survived through it and then proliferated. Right, and then they had a blue ocean. So they're like, I'm a fucking, I'm a, like, it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Everything yeah. else is dead is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so one of the things that happened was the ancestors of the crocodiles, which are also archosaurs, yeah. they terrorized both land and sea. So yeah. they're definitely crocodiles walking around right. on land, and they were just killing the shit out of stuff. Right. And then the first of the pterosaurs and the dinosaurs arose in the late Triassic. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, at the time, you might see stuff that's walking around that looks kind of like a dinosaur. 
But it's actually a crocodile. It was probably a crocodile. Right. Which is pretty terrifying because I'm used to crocodiles just like laying in the water and waiting for shit. Yeah. But like these dudes are like running around eating shit. Very oh, scary. You know, you have a figure in the notes that I find very comforting actually. Uh, this crocodile running around is not that much bigger than a person. Yeah, but it's I much, bet you could much like, more dangerous than a person. Well, but you know, you could probably get on its back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, what, what's it got to do? You know? Nothing. Yeah. That's, that's got to be what you do. Right. And that's probably what early people did. They probably rode it into battle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, um, so you know, what's late... interesting is fossil records are showing that humans actually have evolved several times God. over the last several million years. <laughs> what the fuck? So, so, you actually, you know, we used to make fun of caveman depictions with dinosaurs in early Hollywood, but that was actually true. And that humans just died out with the asteroids. Um, but luckily we had little spores, little human spores. Dinosaurs were longer than a few million years. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a while, is what I'm trying to say. I'm not, you know, I'm not the scientist on the bottom. Okay. You know? yeah. But, uh, but I'm, I'm, well, that means I'm not held to those standards either. That's great. You know, and Look, so humans would like re-evolve. <laughs> we, we have to move on. <laughs> um, so... So, like I said, so during... I... God, you shut your fucking mouth. That's why sometimes you'll see a cave. And you'll be like, wow, it's a few million years old. Like, it looks like like humans made... They did. Like, uh, in, in, like, really ancient times. Like, like really ancient. Like, like 76 million years ago. Wow. That's okay, look. You know, you gotta... Um... So, so in the late Jurassic, the pterosaurs and the dinosaurs started evolving. Right? Where do people think mummies come from? You know, it's like that's from ancient, like man, like, like dinosaur times. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kidding. Okay, look, uh, pterosaurs yeah. quickly filled a niche that animals had not entered yet. The right. skies. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting because you have a depiction of a thing right here that just kind of looks like what we all have seen before, right? Like a dinosaur bird. Yeah. Yeah, it's like dinosaur bird. But I mean, yeah. you're right. It, it looks like a. It looks like the wings of a bird, more or less, and then like a little bit of stuff that's like a flying squirrel or something. Yeah, kind right? of bat, bat, like a little yeah, batish, yeah. a little bit of goofy tail, and then yeah. a face that's like fucking got some dinosaur shit going on. So by this point, what else was even flying? It's just insects, right? Yeah. So I guess like the value of flying. I mean, I, I we're not supposed to really talk about evolution in terms of value. Okay, that's what capitalism teaches us. Oh. Right, but, like, why would things even evolve to fly in the first place? Can't you just wait for the, the damselfly to sit down and then you eat it? So there's two proposed ways that pterosaurs came up. One of them is that they evolved from leaping archosaurs. So basically, okay. archosaurs so just, that like... like, jump farther and farther until one jumps so far, it was flying! Right. It's, like, it's like that they can get to their prey by leaping at the prey. Right. right? And then they figured out, like, okay, if we have, like, some little flappy things here, then we can leap even can, further yeah. and shit like that. And one or, day it's like, Bob, Bob, I'm flying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Your flappy thing got so long you could fly. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, that's cool. Or they evolved from gliding archosaurs that would climb up trees oh. and then would be able to sort of glide from tree to tree or something. And that that's could smart. be predator evasion or that could be food based right that's cool so, it's uh, cool that people get paid tenure to just sit and imagine yeah be like maybe they climbed up and then jumped <laughs> yeah. maybe they leapt through the sky that's, that's, definitely a, that's, <laughs> that's an exciting job and have. then they like argue with each other about it i guess sometimes they like those guys do earn their money because sometimes they go out and dig you're right. Uh, uh, that's true but yeah. some some people are just theorists wow we're like literally their job wow. is they'll sit around and be like, 
Maybe they glided. Yeah, and, and like someone's you said, like, you fucking you, idiot. You're stupid. <laughs> gliding? Yeah. <laughs> Dumb fuck. <laughs> Good uh, gliding. <laughs> what even is that? But either way that they evolved, pterosaurs were pretty fucking big. Even the small ones were like a foot across in wingspan. So yeah. they were like, you know, that that's like a, you know, kind of yeah. small-ish bird but like we have way smaller birds right like we're not talking about hummingbirds yeah these were like regular sized birds but the big ones were like 33 feet across yeah okay the biggest things to ever fly on earth right except like planes like we the beat them the biggest living things i mean some ever. would argue a plane no they is wouldn't no 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 like like i remember back in the 70s the germans experimented with orphan heart planes no nah, see that's where you plugged an orphan heart into the black box that's Pic- actually what a black box was for pixar hasn't made a planes movie yet so it's but not but there a is thing. a planes movie you know that what so john lasseter after he left pixar made a planes series this is after the first cars and it's oh, so it's a, so it's a direct to home video oh god i swear to god dude well that's a bummer this is not me because you just you just sank my whole argument so, <laughs> <laughs> so i'm ruined <laughs> no but the th- so so this is another uh bugaboo of mine you know this is one of those things like see science is a bitch sometimes okay things can't be that big and fly right like come on like if, if things were so big back then why aren't they this big now why were things so gigantic back then? Yeah, some people have said that it has to do with different oxygen levels. Yeah, but that, like, come on. That's not true, right? Well, so, so. I think, is it actually just, like, things got big, and then we all realized, like, together all life was like, things don't need to be that big. Maybe. Or maybe in two million years, humans will be, like, huge. Well, I, I mean, I will say that several big things got extincted by humans. That's a good point. Right. That's a good. This, um, it would be like like they, didn't they used to have eagles or hawks or something in New Zealand? They, they were, were like, like fucking the size of a fucking seven forty fucking seven. I, I, I know in South America they had the terror birds. Right, and those were really fucking big. Yeah, and it's just like it turned out the only thing bigger than these birds were like Maori. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking Taika Waititi like fucking stabbed in the head. Well, but what I will say though, Hearst's eagle. That's the eagle I'm thinking. Oh, uh, yeah. Not all pterosaurs necessarily flew all the time. Okay. For example, even though pterosaurs evolved and seemed to have the ability of flight and had these wings and everything, some of them walked on the ground pretty easily and probably hunted prey on the ground most of the time. Sure. Some of them liked to swim, and some of them, like, really were flying most of the time, right? So, like, there are very different groups. Some of them predominantly ate fish. Yeah. Others ate, like, land-based prey. Yeah. Maybe some of our ancestors, a lot of insects. Hey, real quick, real talk, though. Yeah. I wasn't done. Oh, shit. Is the only explanation anyone has for why dinosaurs were so fucking big and, like, these flying bird-ass shits were so big is just oxygen levels? Like, there's no other theory for that? No, there... I mean, the ecosystems were supported differently. So, like, to have mega carnivores... Yeah. You need to have sort of a pretty different food web set up. You need mega herbivores. Yeah, you do need mega herbivores and the plant strata to support them. Right. And so there's like a whole setup that needs to happen that like Earth changed. Right. And with sort of a big extinction event, we got some kind of big carnivores, kind of big herbivores. Uh. But we never really hit back to the point of the dinosaurs. I think because we didn't have ecosystems that could really sustain that anymore. Have you ever heard of a, I think the Atlantic did an article on it. You ever heard of a conspiracy theory that, um, like, buttes and mountains are actually extinct trees from an ancient better time? And, and like, the trees we live in now are all, like, fake trees 
to make us think that they're trees. The trees we live in now? <laughs> Don't get me on a technicality. <laughs> you said the Atlantic didn't know what I mean? It's been going downhill, man. <laughs> they don't have as much to write about now that Donald Trump's not president. You oh, know? my God. Ever since Andrew Sullivan left. Yeah, right? Um, okay. <laughs> One uh, good thinker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also Christ. do that article later. It's really funny. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Well, I, mean, I think the article was kind of about, like, how wild conspiracy theories could get. Because it was, like, some Reddit post mm. that had, like, it was a long-form Reddit post about, like, this crazy idea that, like, ultimately comes back to Hollow Earth and living in a dome. and Sure. You know, like, how we're actually, like, encapsulated in a fake Earth and outside is the real Earth. Also, maybe there's no universe or something. I don't know. Let's take all sorts of crazy shit. And it's almost about, like, I think the article was about, like, the construction of a crazy conspiratorial idea. Well, that's Um, fun. Anyway, anyway, point is, if we gave it, like, 20 million years, might everything be as big? Uh, yeah. Or it might be smaller. Point is, is that the bigness is actually less exceptional than sometimes people make out. Because I feel like I hear this all the time, actually. It's like, people are like, wow, how is shit so big back then? It's like, kind of random chance. It's like, sometimes shit's big and sometimes it's not. Yeah, I think things got bigger and were successfully able to be in their ecosystem and be supported that way. Right. And then when things kind of got wiped out pretty hard and reestablished, the stuff wasn't there to support that. And it just wasn't, didn't get, you know, bigger's not always better. I think is the lesson here. I agree with you. Yeah, you and me. Well, hold on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's calm down. That's our motto. Everyone calm down. Um, Look. (laughs) That's on my profile. (laughs) Speaking of of bigger. uh, Dinosaurs evolved sometime during the Triassic, though it's not totally clear when. They were definitely around by the late Triassic. Although there are some candidate species, some bones that we found, that might be from the middle Triassic, which would be 10 million years earlier than we thought. Okay. But, you know, I mean, you're still trying to find fossils, you know, still trying to establish it. But in any case... During the Triassic, dinosaurs evolved. So if you look at a photo of a pterosaur or whatever and a dinosaur and you're like me, you're into that when you're a kid, uh, they always look the same to me in drawings. Sure. Uh, So what the fuck is really the difference? Yeah, so the main difference between dinosaurs and their other archosaur cousins. Yeah. And by the way, when you say pterosaurs, we're, we're talking pterosaurs, right? Just yeah, in case the, anyone wants to look P. it up, yeah, it's yeah, got yeah. a P there. Yeah, but also uh, the crocodilians were other archosaurs at the yeah. time, and those guys were running around and eating shit. Crocodilian what? sounds like a genre of bluegrass to me. Really? Crocodilia. <laughs> it's <laughs> okay. like Cajun. Yeah, it's uh, like Cajun bluegrass, that's fine. Hey, would you like a little crocodile? <laughs> <laughs> you sounds want like a, a bayou ball that you <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put on five yeah. Sunday best. Go down totally. to the crocodile. Go down to the crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. All right, all right. Um, so one of the main differences in body organization that happened yeah, yeah, yeah. is that with uh, dinosaurs, their legs kind of come straight down from their body more like us yeah. compared to lizards. And if you look at lizards, their legs kind of come out to the side and then down. Yeah. Right? You know, they kind of have this like flatter sort of thing going on. Dinosaurs had legs more like us and they had hips and pelvises mm. to kind of accommodate that. So they actually have a joint in their pelvis cool. that their thigh bone connects to. It's much more similar to us. So they could probably jazz fight too. I think so. Right. I think there's a reason to think that. Um, they also had stronger neck bones to support more musculature. Yeah. And they could move their arms in a larger variety of ways. And so, you know, some of the early options for dinosaurs were things like Eoraptor, Saurikosaurus, uh, Nyasasaurus. These were all around during the Triassic and they were probably dinosaurs. 
But even though they were around, they probably looked a little bit more like like not even the raptors in Jurassic Park. The yeah, movie, these are little right? guys. Like some of the smaller guys, which in the movie you still see like kind of smaller ones running around. Right. These were those. They did not become dominant until after the Triassic-Jurassic extinction event. All right. Which cleared out some of the other sauropsids. Yeah. Some of their cousins that were like the big guys during this time period. What causes a little extinction event versus like a big one? Uh, you mean like why is it sometimes more impactful? Well, I guess like between the Jurassic and the Jurassic, what happened? Uh, something very similar to the great dying but, but it just, was probably a smaller just a little less yeah it was so probably a sm- why was smaller... earth so temperamental back then and is like so much calmer now yeah it seems to go through cycles it seems okay. to go through, like like if you think about uh in the current time scale you can see things like la nina and el nino and stuff like that like right. climactic cycles yeah that are happening throughout the year and you know like these patterns kind of repeat in the decade scale or whatever okay under the crust in the mantle, there's also big convection currents of like fucking lava and shit moving around. Interesting. But in a much slower time scale, right? Right. And so like that kind of shit is causing plate tectonics to be pretty different in the different time scales, mm. which is why like our plate tectonics, there's like some earthquakes and shit, but like we're relatively stable. Right. Compared to some of these other periods. Right. Especially when intervals are like measured in a hundred million years. Yeah. That's pretty plausible. Yeah. We gotta get off this planet, though, right? I mean, like, we Elon Musk got the right idea. Even if nuclear war doesn't get us at a certain point in, like, 100 million years, plate tectonics is gonna get us. There's some people arguing that, like, yeah. you know, we should diversify our bonds. Right. And also, like, you know, we both believe in reincarnation. We're both, you know, a pretty East Asian household in that way. And, wow. um, I mean, like, if that's true, then we really owe it to our future iterations to, like, find ways off this rock, right? Okay. Yeah. I yeah, mean, sure. what what happens if all human life dies? Do we what just turn happens? to plants? What? Well, I mean, reincarnation-wise. Oh. Do we just turn to plants? Well, but well, I mean, we could be like, yeah, insects and shit. Yeah, that sucks dick, though, dude. Like, <laughs> like, fuck that. I'm not saying I like it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you think you did good things and you become a bug because then your life is simpler and you can relax? Or do you think you did bad things and become a bug because you're a bug? Ooh, that's hard. Yeah. Like, sometimes, like, life is stressful enough that don't you kind of just wish you were a bug? But see, like, bugs are very much at the mercy of nature. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you could just be a bug, and then all of a sudden, you get eaten by your mate because she was hungry. That already feels like my life. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On that note, we should thank Stacy Song, our sound lord and engineer. Thank you, Stacy. And then we should thank uh, Brian Allen for artwork. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Street Griff. Street Griff. Gotta thank Street Griff. He's out there. And then, yeah, look, hey, we got an email address. It's petridishpod at gmail.com, mm-hmm. Twitter account at dishpodcast, and uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash petridish. And, uh, yeah, yeah, next time, sometime, sometime we're actually going to talk about the dinosaurs. For real. Is it next time? See, I can't, I, I can't tell if it's next time or if we're going to take a break to talk about some of the things you wanted to talk about. I want to talk about sports science, because it sounds like bullshit. Sports medicine. Uh, uh, yeah. Sports, sports science is not a phrase. It's not. <laughs> what would that be? I don't know. You mean like, like, like baseballs and how do they fly? Well, like, like you know when people like hold up a little gun, and someone's running by and they're like, "That's the hundred miles per hour," you know? Like that's a type of science, isn't it? 
You think that's a sport? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, obviously not a hundred. No one runs that fast. Even about? Usain Bolt doesn't run that fast. You're though. talking about the principle of like, like when cops are holding those guns that can tell how yeah, fast the car. Yeah, it does like telemetry, right? Like that's what Chekhov said one time. He's like, he's like the telemetry. He's like Captain Kirk. Uh, based on our telemetry, uh, Usain uh, Bolt's going 25 miles per hour. No, but that dude died. That's sad. <laughs> yeah, poor Anton. That's sad. Dude. Why'd you why'd you bring him up? That's true. He was cute, man. We need to get out of this episode. Okay, let's get. Out. This needs to be done. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us for Jurassic 2 uh, Electric Boogaloo. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Wish Sean safe uh, thromboses. <laughs>